Back in 2015, 2016, I used to train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at this gym in the north part of Minneapolis. And, you know, I, I was a, well, I mean, I was a blue belt, like, you know, you have the belt system, right? You've got white belts, blue belts, purple belts, brown belts, and black belts. And so I had done it for just over a year and had graduated to blue belt, but was like low-level blue belt, okay? So still mostly a beginner. Like, once someone has gotten up to a level of, like, a purple belt, then it's like, okay, now you've started to earn a little bit of respect in the jujitsu world. And, and by the way, I never got to purple belt because I decided finally after about two years of doing it that, you know what, I'm just not that into this to make the financial and injury risk investment that it involves. But anyway, so doing Brazilian jujitsu, and there was this guy, I always like to use, I always like to use aliases rather than use people's real names in this. So for purposes of this episode, we're going to call him Rick. Okay, his real name wasn't Rick, but we're going to call him Rick. And this guy was, you know, at the time I was probably 190, almost 200 pounds. I'm six foot two. This guy was very average size, slender, like average height and slender, maybe five foot ten. And I would say he definitely was not more than 160. I would say closer to 150, maybe 160, maybe 160, right? You know, muscular, but just slender frame, right? And this guy, you know, was a purple belt. He'd been doing it for longer than I had. But, you know, obviously with the size advantage, you would think that I would be able to, to handle this guy for the most part. Well, okay, uh, I shouldn't say it that way. But anyway, I had a size advantage, let me put it that way, of 30 to 40 pounds. And, um, you know, we do gi and no gi. And not to get too into the, the you know, mechanics of it, but a, the gi is the big white thing. It's usually white. Sometimes they have different colors that you see people wear when you do martial arts like jujitsu and judo and whatever. And then there's nogi. And in particular, and nogi is where you're just wearing like regular kind of athletic clothes, maybe shorts and a t-shirt. It's kind of like a fancy cool looking t-shirt by one of those like Venom brands they have in like jujitsu and mixed, mixed martial arts. But like nothing, but anyway, like no, nothing fancy, just shorts and t-shirt when you do nogi. So no real fancy equipment. And nogi is just, it's like the ultimate, well, I used to consider it like the ultimate brawl. Wrestlers dominated. It's very similar enough to wrestling. And, and, and I don't think that Rick, Rick here was actually a wrestler previously. But anyway, I'm in my late 20s and he's either late 20s, early 30s, you know, roughly the same age. And so we would always go head to head in the no-gi. And this guy, let me tell you, so many times the same thing would happen. I would know it was coming and the same thing would happen. And he would get into the position from so many different other positions, right? And it would be the guillotine choke. So maybe I would go in for a takedown. What happens, you go in for a takedown, it's kind of just like a football style tackle, like American football, think of it that way. You go in and try to, try to take someone down, either single leg or double leg takedown. And if you don't know how to, how to move your head and, and put your head into the right spot of their body, like if you put your head underneath their, kind of underneath the armpit area or anywhere where they can easily access it with their arm, if someone is very good, they can put you in a guillotine choke. And a guillotine choke is essentially kind of where you, you just, you wrap your arm. I'm trying to like do it by myself here as I'm, I'm recording to like describe it better, but you could, you just, you wrap your arm around their head, you tuck your forearm underneath their, their neck, and then you pull up and it's kind of hard to describe, but essentially you choke them out that way. Okay. It's a guillotine choke. And this guy had the best guillotine choke I ever went against. Like I said, he's a purple belt. So had I gone against more black belts, maybe I would have come up against someone who had a better guillotine. But this guy's guillotine was out of this world. 
All I had to do was give him an inch, make one, one little wrong move, and he was going to get me in the guillotine, and I was not going to get out of it. This guy was going to put me to sleep, or I was, you know, I was going to tap out. I didn't actually go to, I didn't let him put me to sleep because I tapped out because I'm not that stupid. You have to tap out when you're training. If you're going to fight for your life, I suppose you have to just (laughs) keep trying and trying and they'll probably put you to sleep. But anyway, I must have tapped out a hundred times against this guy in the guillotine choke over all the times that we trained together. And I knew it was coming and I still couldn't, he would still find a way to get me in it. This is an example how in martial arts, the most dangerous individuals, this, can, this holds true throughout a lot of different martial arts, but the most dangerous individuals are typically the ones who have absolutely mastered several of the basic moves. Because in, in, in a martial art, whether it's jujitsu, MMA, you know, boxing, I don't really know that much about boxing, but, but there are tons of different techniques you can use, especially if you look at like MMA, right? Mixed martial arts, where they do on the ground, where they do standing fighting, they do everything, right? And it's a brutal sport. And sure, you know, it's, it's valuable to learn lots of different moves, but they always say that the most dangerous fighters are the ones who have absolutely mastered several of the basic moves. The Gracies, the Jiu-Jitsu, the, uh, the Gracie family, they were notorious for this, for mastering some of the basic moves. And now, I haven't done martial arts for about six or seven years now, and I don't know if I plan to again, but me in my life now, I'm a personal trainer. I've become huge into just... Well, general strength training and general fitness for us as a general population. And what I've learned over the last three to four years in particular is that that same concept can apply to lifting weights and to getting stronger and building a better physique. When you go into the gym, a lot of people go into a gym and they get totally overwhelmed by all these different machines, equipment, all these different training styles. You know, every day they see all these people doing all this crazy stuff. And there's value in them. I'm not saying those things are all bad. If you train, you know, if you do it properly with proper form, any exercise can be valuable. But if you just master the basics, if you just master the basics, you can become a beast. And what do I mean when I say the basics? Well, if I'm talking about standard weightlifting, which I believe is the best form of exercise for most of us to get strong and build a great physique, I'm talking about some basic, you can do it with barbells or dumbbells, but I'll use the example of barbells here, okay, basic barbell lifting exercises and try to progressively get stronger. So what are those exercises? Those exercises are a barbell back squat, a barbell deadlift, a barbell overhead press, a barbell row, a barbell bench press. These are like maybe the five best examples. Now, these are what we call major compound movements because they involve, they're kind of a functional foundational movement and they involve multiple major muscle groups in them. So essentially, if you do these five exercises that I just mentioned, and you're strong, you become strong, where you can lift more and more weight or do more and more reps with the same weight on each one of these exercises, you are inevitably going to be building muscle throughout your body because these exercises target all of the major muscle groups. All right? Now, I could add different exercises to that. You know, I could add pull-ups, dips. I could add things like, you know, dumbbell versions of the same exercises. Um, But the the key concept here is we are doing some of the major pushing movements where we push over our heads, major pulling movements where we pull towards our body or pull down, and a major leg movement like a squat or you can consider a deadlift a leg movement. These are the major movements, the main movements. And if you master these movements and get stronger in these movements, you will have a more muscular physique, which will then also increase your metabolism, which will make it easier to keep a lower body fat percentage over time. 
Now, as a trainer, obviously, you know, we deal with all sorts of different things and we all have our own sorts of issues, whether it's mobility issues, whether it's, you know, needing to move laterally better, whether there's a performance element needing to have more power, explosion or speed for different sports. Yes, those are all aspects of your fitness and the five exercises that I mentioned don't necessarily directly help that much in some of those aspects. However, if you master those movements that I just mentioned, you'll actually be pretty good at like almost every aspect of athleticism. Sure, then you could specialize and you know become more of a, well, a specialist, so to speak, in whatever you need, whether it's mobility, lateral movement, agility, explosiveness, power, blah, 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 blah. But anyone who has mastered and who continues to increase their strength on those main exercises that I just mentioned is going to have a good, strong physique and has, is going to be able to, is going to have good general fitness for any sort of venture necessary and will be able to perform fairly well probably in any sort of sport. And then from there, you could go on and you could specialize to become even better and better at your individual sport. The point is, master the basics. Don't overwhelm yourself in an unnecessary way with all of the super complicated moves. That is the message here. All right? So you can learn a lot from someone who has mastered the basics. Someone who has mastered the basics is a dangerous individual in a fight or in a martial art. Someone who has mastered the basics in the gym and is strong in the basics will inevitably be a strong, fit individual. All right, that's all I got for y'all today. Talk again soon. Love y'all. Peace.